Hey-o! Hop, 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 hop! Let's go! No intro into just cold, hard facts. As of right now, I am one year, four months, 20 days, 18 hours, 18 minutes, and 37, 38, 39, 40 seconds alcohol-free. That is one year, four months, and 20 days with no alcohol. That is equivalent to 506 days. Bravo for me. Round of applause. Good job. My last drink was October 30th, 2021. Now, this is important. Primarily for me, but it's worthy enough to share because for me and my life and my journey, alcohol has always been there. It's been in my earliest of memories. As far back as I can remember, alcohol has always been there. Now, alcohol is neither good nor bad, just like You know, drugs are neither good nor bad. Cocaine, that's neither good nor bad. Donuts, neither good nor bad. But our inabilities to control the impulses, that's bad. And that doesn't matter what it is. Our inability to control our impulses, no matter the vice needs to be reckoned with. And the reason why we need to control, acknowledge, and realize that we are powerless over these impulses when that urge comes up, when that trigger is triggered, the reason why it is important because whenever that impulse comes up and you can't do anything to prevent yourself from answering the call of whatever's calling you, hey, that means you're not in control. You are powerless. You have given your power over to whatever vice calls for you. Your vice could be donuts. Your vice could be cookies. Your vice could be gambling, porno, um... Just whatever. Whatever calls to you and you cannot stop yourself from answering. You are powerless over. You are a slave to that. And that vice is your master. And because that vice is your master, when it says jump, you only have one question. How high? How high do you want me to jump, master? How far do you want me to go? What do I need to do? In order to please you. In order to... In order to... Man, in order for you to continue enslaving me. You will do... You will allow it. Now, for me, alcohol was one of those things where I never had a problem with it. I never had a... When I say I never had a problem with it, I never had a... A dependency on it. I was status quo... I was one of those guys who could, you know, get hammered, you know, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday, and then show up to work, get the job done, 
you know, I, I could enjoy a beer after work. After all, you know, these multi-billion dollar alcohol industries, <clears throat> they do a great job of romanticizing it. They do a great job of making, consuming their product manly, macho. Hey, you want to wind down? Have a Corona. You want to, you know, live a little? Have a red stripe. You want to go above and beyond and be the most interesting man? Hey, here's a Modelo. I bought into all that. It was fun. I had my, my time with alcohol. But because I identify with a being a 40-year-old man, even though I'm 39, I'm, a, I'm rounding up. When I was reflecting on my life, I realized that I have been consuming alcohol for the last at least two decades. 20 years ago, I was 20 years old. And guess what I was doing then? Drinking. Probably had my first drink when I, when I was, I don't know, 15, 16. Probably snuck a little something. Probably even had it younger than that, just being a silly kid with... You know, amongst my my crazy cousins or uh, peers that I was being peer pressured into. Hey, you know what? There's a bunch of um, bunch of drunk adults. They're they're not going to notice a beer missing and that us kids snuck off to have a beer. So I'm going to round up and say my binge drinking started when I was 20. I was able to function along with my with my. It wasn't a problem then, even though I didn't realize it. I'm thinking about this as I'm going along. But I was still able to at least function properly. Not to my fullest potential, I realize now. But I was still able to hit all these status quo benchmarks that all my other peers were were doing. Now, just based on these... Let me see. Based on these 506 days that I have been alcohol-free, you know, sobriety, that was not the primary objective of tracking this, um, this consumption. Sobriety was not the overall aim. It was a byproduct of of the goal, of the main intention, of the overall mission and objective. And that overall mission and objective was impulse control. I wanted to take the power back from the alcohol in which I was giving it to. Because like I said before, alcohol is neither good nor bad. It is the power that we relinquish to it. And that's exactly what I was doing. I was allowing alcohol to control my thoughts, to control my actions, to control a lot of these things. And it wasn't until I finally woke up and realized that, man, you know, I've been doing the same thing for decades. And that was a heavy realization for me. Uh, Prior to my final drink on October 30th, I had many weeks where I I would tell myself, maybe even months, I had many months leading up to it to where inside my spirit I knew that, hey, alcohol was preventing and stifling my growth. So I I told myself, hey, you know what, the weekend is going to come and I'm I'm just not going to drink. Sure enough, the weekend came 
and old habits die hard and I would give in the alcohol would call the alcohol it was like it was like a a steel marble bearing to a magnet it just attracted me and I I had to go to the store and and get my alcohol and get my fix and I equate that to a little baby throwing a tantrum and not stopping the tantrum until the baby gets what it wants and that's exactly what was happening within me my inner self was throwing a a tantrum and it was uncomfortable hey i want i daddy wanted his bottle so i was able to go to the store on my own power go to the alcohol section and get me another six pack of something get me a nice ipa hey because you know what once again i was sold on that's what uh, that's what adults drink. That's what men drink, right? So I would consume the alcohol, feel great for a moment, and then feel like shit after. And I felt crappy because I did not meet my own standard. I didn't keep the promise that I made to myself, and I fell short. You know. Time would go by, I would forgive myself, of course, like we all do. I would make a excuse. I'll do it again next weekend. You know, so meanwhile, I have more alcohol in my refrigerator. I'd get off work. Hey, I worked hard all day. I justified and I thought to myself, I have some alcohol in my refrigerator. It's a beautiful day. Once again, why not? Working hard. Come home after work. You drink a beer. Sounds like a... A country song to me sounds like some country song lyrics so that's exactly what I did I would consume alcohol I, I'd have a beer um, and then once again you know wake up and go back to work do it again for decades that same cycle happened there was always a reason to drink it was always someone's birthday barbecue a beautiful day a holiday uh, just whatever there's always a reason to drink so therefore, because internally I am being called on a spiritual level to, hey, it's time to grow up, evolve, and move on from the childish habits. And prior to this, there was a bunch of other things that I've cut off throughout my life. Like, for example, energy drinks. I used to be a big uh, consumer of energy drinks, and I was able to nip that in the bud and... As a result, saved a lot of money. But here is some facts and figures on money that I have saved from not drinking alcohol. But before that, there's something called true cost of ownership. And that term was uh, primarily made for, um, it was, or at least it was made to help consumers understand the true cost of ownerships when it comes to buying vehicles. Now, when you purchase a particular type of vehicle, there are different makes and models that have more pricey, uh, they have pricier maintenance, like the brakes are gonna be more expensive for a BMW, the oil changes are gonna be more, uh, the insurance, etc., etc. Every single make and model of car has a different cost of ownership over the long run and so I applied that same logic 
to my bad habits? What is the true cost of ownership for keeping these bad habits? We see them day to day and we know that they're costing us, you know, something. You know, my my uh, my little six pack or four pack of IPAs, those would cost me $14, maybe $22, $26. But I was able to calculate what this habit was costing me. And I did it modestly because some weeks and some weekends, the consumption was heavier. And some weeks and some days, uh, not so much. But for the most part, uh, here is what the true cost of ownership for my alcohol consumption was. In 506 days, based upon my average consuming, which once again, I modestly estimated three, uh, three beers per week. I would drink a beer Friday, Saturday, Sunday. Some days it would be more, some days it would be less. But modestly speaking, three beers per week. So that equates to $24. Hey, you know what? Once again, an average beer is going to cost $8. Could be a little bit more, could be a little bit less, but $8, that, that's a good ball, um, ballpark type figure. So three beers a week at $8, that's $24 per week. Projected monthly savings is $104.29. Projected yearly savings is $1,251.43. Now, I am um, more, my days of sobriety, or last, my days since my last drink is, let's see, 506 days. So, in 506 days, I have saved $1,734.00. Hey, true cost of ownership, that adds up, right? Now, how much do you think I spent over the course of my drinking career? Two decades. Man, that's a fortune. So this app that I'm using is called I Am Sober. And you can you can add in figures. You can add in your... your um, how much you consumed of whatever substance you're trying to track. And it'll spit out some figures for you. So, how much time? So, I saved based upon my consuming. Time spent per week was three hours. Now, I, I, I figured, you know, one hour per beer. It's probably a little bit more, but I didn't factor in, you know, driving to the store, browsing the alcohol aisle, driving back. So, one hour per beer. Um, so that would be three beers per week. That's three hours. Three hours of drinking per week. Three hours of drinking per week um, equates to 13 hours and two minutes per month with a projected yearly savings of 156 hours and 26 minutes per year. Now, once again, I am... A little bit over one year, 506 days. In 506 days, I have saved 216 hours and 51 minutes. That is equivalent to nine full days of drinking. Wow. True cost of ownership.
Do I want to spend nine days drinking alcohol? Wow, that figure is staggering. Now, how much have I consumed over two decades? Sheesh. Come on, let's go. Now, how about the calories? Um, so, I, my favorite beer to drink was, is Pliny the Elder. And in my hometown of Livermore, California, I can go to the store and they have these things on tap and I can easily get them. So, I scanned the the beer bottle and the calories came up. So, three beers per week. That is 1,035 calories uh, per week. Projected monthly savings is 4,497 calories per month. Projected yearly um, savings is 53,968 extra empty calories that I did not consume by not drinking. So far this year, or so far to date, 506 days, I have prevented 700 or 74,816 needless needlessly added calories into my diet. Now, what would I look like with an extra 74,000 calories consumed? That's a lot of hoagies. That's a lot of beer. That is a lot of time. That is a lot of effort that I did not know until I started to track my habit and find out the true cost of ownership for my bad habits. So if you claim that you don't have enough money for things or or you wish you had more, add up your habits. For me, I found an extra $1,734 that was essentially going to be wasted. And you know what? With that newfound money, guess what I did with that money? I purchased WrestleMania tickets for me and my son and a hotel for us to stay. Well, first of all, WrestleMania is in Hollywood. So my son and I were going to WrestleMania in Hollywood. The price of those tickets comes out of this savings. And then I still had more. So I purchased a hotel for us right on the beach in Venice. And I still have more money to spend just based on not consuming alcohol. Come on, let's go, right? That ener- that time and money and effort would have just been soon cons- uh, would have just been used consuming beer, consuming alcohol, and ultimately, you know, probably, man, I'm sure there would have been some hangovers sprinkled here and there. But let's go on to the time. If you think you don't have enough time, I saved 216 hours in 506 days from not drinking. In a month, I I found an extra 13 hours to devote to everything and anything else other than drinking. Now, once again, alcohol is not bad. It's not good. It is our it, our inability to control the impulses. And just because mine was alcohol, hey, maybe yours is something else. I don't know what it is. You're going to have to look at yourself in the mirror and, and answer that question. Hey, what am I wasting my, my resources, my time 
what am I giving my energy to? Add it up. Because I'm sure it, it is going to be more than you anticipated. To recap this episode, let's look at our habits and find out the true cost of ownership. What are they really costing? And is that more than what you bargained for? Until we meet again, onward. Always onward.